0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. With me, as always, Judge John Hodgman. Before we get into the courtroom for this week's case, let's talk about the Max Fun Drive, which is going on right this very moment.
1: Yeah, it's been such a wonderful, low-key, hot and hazy summertime Max Fun Drive. We really wanted to reach out to you, mostly to express our gratitude for your hanging in there and remaining members. Some of you... Our new members, some of you have upped your membership. It's so wonderful. But obviously, it's a a bit of an unpredictable time. So we tried to keep it maximum fun, minimum drive. And boy, oh, boy, have have the listener members of Maximum Fun really stepped up to the plate. And that was a great – that's a sports metaphor, Jesse. Baseball, you like it, right? Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I just learned about it, but it seems interesting.
1: (laughs) Thank you for stepping up and staying stepped. Also, I think, a baseball term. And this is that great time when we get to tell you about all the things that we get to give back to you in the Maximum Fun department. Max Fun Drive is usually when we release our bonus content for the year. And we've heard from a lot of people about how much the bonus content is helping to brighten their days. So now seems like a great time to remind you that this bonus content is here for you when you join at MaximumFun.org slash join.
0: Including this year our bonus content, which is Judge Hodgman adjudicating disputes between Max Fun hosts. Yeah. So we put out a call to Max Fun's talent base, which is prodigious. Prodigious. Folks like Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalen from the Flop House and Travell Anderson and Jared Hill from Fantai and uh, the folks behind Doctor Game Show and lots of other Max Fun hosts had beef and we found out about it and decided upon it.
1: The Carrie Poppy Versus Ross Blotcher, aka subtitled "Dawn of Justice" ruling. It's gonna—I mean, your jaw's gonna drop. Did not see it going the way it went. You can become a member
0: at maximumfund.org/slash/join. There's hopefully an amount that fits within your monthly budget—five, ten, twenty dollars a month or up. If you're not able to do it right now, we understand tough times. Uh, if you are, we are very grateful, and we're very grateful to any way that you support us, whether it's through money or by spreading the word about the Max Fund Drive or whatever. You can go to maximumfund.org/slash/join and you can sign up and check out all the cool thank you gifts. And we just want to say thank you to everybody who's stuck with us, everybody who's joined up, everybody who's bumped up, everybody who's increased their membership, and everybody who's done something else to support our work. It's Wonderful that you've done that for us, and we're very grateful.
1: Yeah, we're going to say thank you by telling you about the thank you gifts later and instead getting on with the case. What's it called, Jesse?
0: Now, on to this week's case, birthday parties to the dispute. Anne brings the case against her husband, Kevin. Anne says that Kevin is too judgmental about how she celebrates her birthday. He says he doesn't have a problem with birthday celebrations. He just thinks her side of the family makes too big a deal out of them. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference.
1: Oh, oh my God, that that delicious smell, that, that intoxicating aroma. Oh, it's an enchanting emanation. Judge John Hodgman, that smell can only mean one thing.
0: Podcast! Podcast! It's a podcast. It's just
1: cooling on that windowsill. Oh, my God, or whatever. We have got to get that podcast. Oh, you said it. But how? Oh, there's got to be a way. <sighs> hmm. 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 Bail of Jesse, I got it. <laughs> I'll, just, uh, I'll just start the podcast. Bail of Jesse Thorne, swear them in.
0: Anne and Kevin, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that, as we record right now, he has a four-inch scar on his forehead uh, because (laughs) he was laughing too hard at a British sitcom? I do. I do. (laughs) Judge Hodgman, you may proceed.
1: Anyone who needs to hear that story can ask me in person someday. In any case... Uh, Anne and Kevin, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Can either of you name the piece of culture that both Bailiff Jesse Thorne and I expertly performed as I entered the courtroom? Anne, let's start with you.
2: Okay. I'm going to say that it's a scene between Gilligan and the Skipper from Gilligan's Island.
1: Ah, A Sherwood-Schwartz joint. All right. (laughs) Sherwood A. Schwartz excuse me estate of Sherwood A. Schwartz okay yep I'll put that in the guest book that's a that's a solid guess three-hour tour Kevin what's your guess
3: I'm going to guess it is a original Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd cartoon circa 1958
1: Oh, too bad. It's 57. (laughs) I appreciate your specificity. I will put that in the guest book. But of course, all guesses, however specific, are wrong. It's a much more recent piece of culture. Jesse Thorne, do you want to tell them what it is?
0: Yeah, that is probably my favorite comedy sketch that I've ever seen performed live. It's one of the original sketches by the sketch comedy group, The Birthday Boys,
1: Get it? Birthday? Birthday? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I don't know what they called it. Obviously, a stage sketch doesn't exactly have a title card at the beginning of it, but I have always referred to it in my mind as oh, gotta get that pie.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the sketch, they're not looking for a podcast. No one's looking for a podcast in this life. They're all (laughs) all over the place. They're much harder to get than pies cooling on a windowsill. But there is a recording of that shot at the UCB Franklin Theater from 2008 that I would uh, highly recommend. Featuring our friend Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys, plus all the Birthday Boys. Do you know who wrote that particular sketch, Jesse?
0: Uh, I don't know. I would imagine Tim Kalpakis wrote it because it is a very Tim Kalpakis-y sketch comedy premise. But I think they all they all work together on those sketches. I saw that at right. Sketchfest NYC. I was there to do the Sound of Young America, the precursor to Bullseye. Yeah. And they put that pie up on a ladder and they all got underneath it and said, Ooh, ooh, we gotta get that pie. <laughs> and I can't even look at a pie without thinking about that.
1: <laughs> all right. That was from the birthday boys. And so we now roll into the birthday well, I, you know, person, Anne.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Would it be all right to say birthday woman?
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Yep. Now we
1: roll into the birthday woman who is having a dispute with her, her husband, Kevin, over how to celebrate her birthday. Anne would like to have a party and celebrate her time on Earth. Kevin is like, that's boring. I don't want to celebrate you. I've got that right.
2: That's pretty, pretty much, much it. That's pretty much it.
1: Yep. Anne, you come to this court seeking justice. Tell me about the dispute.
2: Okay. Well, every year around the time of my birthday. Which is when? February 3rd, day after Groundhog's Day.
1: February 3rd? Yes. Groundhog Boxing Day.
2: Yes, that's right. I like that. I will use that forever.
1: Well, I I just stole from the birthday boys, so I guess you can (laughs) steal from me.
2: Yeah, I guess I could ask for permission rather than just declaring. But anyway.
1: I didn't ask permission, so uh, I owe the universe one. I pay it forward.
2: Okay, perfect. So yes, every year around February 3rd, my birthday will come up the way that my birthday is scheduled. And due to my profession, my birthday always gets crowded out by events, which is fine. I'm an adult. And actually, since long before I was an adult, I've always had to kind of reschedule my birthday, which is fine.
0: We should explain that your profession is Groundhog Wrangler.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. I'm very exhausted. I'm exhausted on the third.
1: What are you, the mayor of Punxsutawney? <laughs> Exactly. What is your profession?
2: I am a singer and a voice teacher.
1: Oh, and February is your busy month.
2: It kind of... Well, you can laugh, but it... Okay,
1: I I was, and I apologize. Yeah,
2: no, it's fine. Um, well, yes, and why I wear like a lot of professional musicians, I freelance doing lots of different things, and one of the things I do is music education. And there are so many festivals at that time of year. It's just, there's no brainer that there's going to be a festival on or on the weekend of my birthday every year.
1: Not anymore. Oh, I know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Woo, I can really celebrate this year. (laughs) Looking forward to silver lining.
1: Yeah, this coming February is probably going to be pretty clear for you. Yeah. (laughs) If I rule in your favor, Kevin's going to be very sad because it's going to be six more weeks of birthday for Anne.
2: It's true. (laughs) It's true. So, yeah, anyway. Well, and then not to mention, it almost always coincides with Super Bowl weekend. So, with those different icebergs floating in there, I always kind of have to plot when are we going to do this? So, it does seem like it always comes up as a calendar discussion. You can't just observe it on the day. And every year, I feel like Kevin gaslights me and tries to convince me (sighs) that adults do not celebrate their birthday and makes me feel like I'm. Somehow weird or entitled or princessy that I want to celebrate my birthday.
1: Before we get into that serious accusation against Kevin, how do you like to
2: celebrate your birthday?
1: Like, for example, this past February,
2: I will give it to you.
1: Like, just tell us a story about how people used to get together.
2: Yes, in the before times, in a restaurant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did they do it, Grandma? How did they celebrate birthdays? Okay.
2: So my birthday this year on Groundhog's Day, we clo- I closed a show. I had my last performance of a show. And so then that my birthday was a Monday. And Monday is my big, big, big marathon voice teaching day. And I hadn't seen my students for about three weeks because I had been in a run of a musical and I needed to rest Uh my voice and so I could not reschedule them yet again so on my birthday I went to the dentist in the morning and then I taught nine voice lessons back to back and that was my birthday so on Tuesday we had rescheduled with the our daughters we have two daughters and I feel like it's part of my job as a mom to show them how birthdays are traditionally observed in my culture anyway and so we went to a make your own pizza restaurant and had pizza and came home and had ice cream. My parents live less than a mile from us. So they tagged along. It was great. And I think simple presents were exchanged. It was not a big deal. And then what I wanted for my birthday, Kevin and I did not want to spend any big money on a gift for me. What I wanted, because I had just finished a show, is Kevin and I went out for dinner the following Friday night. And that was pretty much my birthday. So two celebrations. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And you said gifts were exchanged. Were you passing out gifts on your birthday? Well,
2: I mean, I was there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I was. No, I did not pass out gifts.
1: Gifts were transferred.
2: Gifts were transferred. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. Got it. it.
1: Gifts were accumulated by (laughs) you.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right. I got you.
1: You went to make your own pizza Mm -hmm. with your daughters and your parents. Mm
2: -hmm. And my husband. Kevin was there, too.
1: Kevin, what if I ruled you didn't have to do that? (laughs) What if I ruled you didn't have to go to make your own pizza? Well, I mean, I, I like pizza because what I'm hearing is there there are two birthday celebrations, right? One family celebration and one personal celebration between the two of you, right? Is the is the number of celebrations the issue here, or what is your beef?
3: Yeah, thank you. Good. Here's the thing. I think that there is
1: holy moly. We got we got Alec Baldwin on the
3: line. <laughs> It's a little what is public saying? radio joke. Sorry. <laughs> Do you think I'm Alec Baldwin because I'm handsome? Is that what? Because that you said yes. Yeah. It's because you're yeah. handsome. Yes. Oh,
0: it's thank not you. because you said the name of his public radio show, but uh, rather because you are as handsome as famously handsome person, Alec Baldwin.
1: Your steely blue eyes. Also because you
0: were
3: great in Glengarry Glenn Ross. The movie I was. Person, yeah. The character that was added for the movie. Right. What is an appropriate number of celebrations for an adult's birthday, Judge? must we celebrate it on the day and then have a family celebration? And then if I'm recalling correctly, Anne also went out to lunch with a colleague in a, to celebrate her birthday a third time. Now that's fine, but what is my responsibility and an appropriate number of celebrations for an adult's birthday? I understand and accept that for a kid's birthday, You know, there's parties. You might go to, you know, Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. But for an adult's birthday, is there a limit? Like, should we celebrate multiple times in multiple ways? And if so, how many, how often? And what is my responsibility as a loving husband? Which part of this, Kevin, was
0: the most difficult lift for you? Was it when you went out to dinner with your children or when you went out to dinner with your wife? Right. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because those are the things I'm hearing that you did. (laughs) These are things I do throughout the year in in better circumstances.
3: Right. So it's not the act of those things. Those things are enjoyed by most normal people. It's that this is, I think, one of the conversations that Anne and I have, and I think why she brought this case against me, is the, the amount of planning and conversation That has to go into the birthday festivities, right? So I don't mind going Mm -hmm. out to dinner with my kids or my wife. In fact, most of the time I enjoy that. It's the planning that takes place and the conversations that must take place.
0: Like you have to decide what toppings to put on the make your own pizza.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Basil. The kids aren't going to like that. They're not. Anchovies. Anchovies. Pepperoni might be too spicy. Some
3: kids don't like pepperoni. What's their problem? correct correct that's my question that's why that's why I'm standing before the court today is what's the appropriate number of celebrations for an adult's birthday and let me be clear I love my wife and I am grateful that she continues to celebrate birthdays and I want her to continue to do so for as long as humanly possible but how many celebrations how many celebrations is an appropriate number so let let
1: the record show that I can see the litigants because we are now using teleconferencing to record these. Let the record show that Anne's jaw dropped in disbelief. And I'm not sure whether it was dropping in disbelief at Kevin's contention that he doesn't mind how many birthdays she he doesn't mind how she celebrates her birthday or his contention that he loves her. What were you responding to in disbelief? Well,
2: I guess it was probably I think what he now that I'm reviewing it in my mind, he might have just meant he would like me to not die and he'd like me to celebrate multiple birthdays. But it's the chance the fact that he used the word celebrate right. and said I'd I'd love her to celebrate her birthday, that has never been uttered. <laughs> and I Sure. I, I don't wanna give Kevin fuel for his fire. But I will say the other thing that he touched on is that I do think he's irritated by the amount of planning and discussion of planning that even though they're very small events that don't warrant this much discussion, I think this is something that he brings up about me and dare I say the female line of my family of origin is the planning. Okay, So
1: this goes back into your ancestry. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the family traditions and tell me about the planning. Let's hear Kevin make the argument. I may I note by the way, I I don't know where you guys are in the world, but I do know that Anne, you're in a living room, and Kevin, you're you're in your shirt closet.
2: No, I'm in a teaching dungeon. This is our basement. Oh. Like it's freezing okay. down here. There's spiders.
1: That's where you do your yeah. remote teaching. <laughs> and Kevin, you're in the clothes closet of your
2: house. Right. Also,
3: podcast studio. Right. Where are you both in the world? Yeah, we live in Spokane, Washington.
1: Oh, all right, cool. So, Kevin, I'm going to let you describe your wife's family's birthday traditions and planning. And But as, before I do, quick question. In that closet behind you, you got a petard in there? Because I want to see you hoist yourself up on it. <laughs>
3: What's a petard, Judge?
1: I don't, even, I don't even know. I don't think it's even something that would be in a closet. All right, let's hear it. What's the complaint about the planning? What's the complaint about Anne and her family?
3: So, thank you, Judge. My wife's family... Is what I would classify as very plany. All right, let me give some examples. Mm-hmm. It's a plany fam. That's exactly right. My wife's mom and her aunts, so my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law's sisters, are so well known for their planning abilities that, in fact, we and Anne and I have both done this. We make fun of how far in advance they plan things. So, mm-hmm. right now we're we're taping this podcast in the summer. It would not surprise me to get a text or an email from one of my from my mother-in-law or one of my mother-in-law's sisters to start planning the thanksgiving meal or the christmas holiday meal like they just think that far in advance and i'm talking whoa you know spreadsheets and multiple emails and in fact one aunt goes so far as to say when we gather please make sure you have you know who's bringing the salt who's bringing the pepper are there any additional utensils that need to be brought how many packets of salt and pepper, because we're going to assume that each person may use one to two packets per day and then, you know, have some equations where it's all worked itself out. I have a,
1: I have a lot of questions. Deep
3: <laughs> so this level, at, as you can see, Judge, this level of planniness is, well, it can be overwhelming at times. So here's a couple of things. One, I have to live up to this level of planniness, the level of detail and care if we can call it that, that goes into planning these events. This is a lifetime of planning and care that my mother-in-law has has given to my wife. And now here I am just trying to be a loving husband, just trying to do some nice things for my wife, and I can't possibly live up to it. So what happens is there's multiple celebrations. There's multiple plans to be made, multiple decisions to make. And it's too much. It's too many. It's too much and too many. I, I think there's just it's an it's uh uh maybe oppressive amount of birthday that has to be uh, planned and celebrated every year.
0: Kevin, what are some examples of decisions that you had to get involved in planning for this birthday that we heard described? A dinner out with just your wife, and <laughs> a dinner out at a family restaurant with your children and right. in-laws. Yeah,
1: tell me about the spreadsheet for Make Your Own Pizza.
3: (laughs) Well, first of all, we have to decide when and where we're going to go. And that could take several phone calls or texts or emails. What day of the week is best? What time of day is best? And then what restaurant? Because there's, as in, I think, probably most American families these days, certain dietary restrictions, right? Who's eating gluten and who can't eat gluten and sugar and not sugar? Right, right, right. Right what restaurant we're going to go to, what time we're going to go there, and, and who's yeah. going to drive what vehicles. And right. and here's the thing. We ended up settling on a restaurant that is literally walking distance from our neighborhood, and it took several different conversations to make sure that all of it could happen. Were you party to these conversations? I was party to many of these conversations, yes. Why? Thank you. <laughs> that. Thank you, Judge. <laughs> thank you. I'm not going to rest my case, but I feel vindicated. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash
1: join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, From family vacations to grandkids graduation to whatever. I have one of these and I got one for my dad and I got one for my mother-in-law and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up? Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babel. Okay, it's 2020 24, 2020 24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. And why was Kevin part of these conversations? He doesn't care.
2: Well, I would just say that His part in the conversation, and I mean, I guess he can counter sue for me to not do this, was for me to go, Okay, my parents want to know if we want a carpool over there. Do you care? Okay, you don't care. Okay, mom, we'll just drive our own car. Like that's so I could just make, you know.
1: Have you ever lobbed that kind of information at Kevin where the answer is, Do you care? Has he ever said, I do care? I'm trying. Let the record show Kevin's in his. (laughs) Kevin's in his <laughs> clothes closet, shaking his head no. Yeah,
0: that's uh, well.
1: Kevin does not
2: care. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he looks like my dog Coco if she caught a squirrel.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yes, I think that the. Overall marriage history of all plans, yeah. any decisions ever, the answer would probably be right. in the single digits. The number of times Kevin has had an opinion or cared about what we're going to plan or do. So
1: you're looping, you're looping him in as a courtesy.
2: Well, yeah, and I want, you know, I want to um, grow with him in our marriage, so I feel like it'd be good for him to know what's going on.
0: <laughs> and Anne, it sounds like you also want to honor your family tradition. <laughs>
2: <laughs> planning makes me happy. I'm not going to lie. I, I would, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, tell me about that feeling when you're planning.
2: Well, for sure, I will absolutely 100% stipulate to some control issues you betcha. I got it big time. And so there is some security in feeling like you have some sort of control over your life. I know it's an illusion, but don't tell my conscious self that. And then the other thing is that um, I think it's fun.
0: And I don't mean to interrupt you, but just don't let your conscious self read the newspaper.
2: Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a year. I I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. No. And I think the other thing is, I just think it's really fun to try on different possible adventures. And even if the adventure is just, should we go to this pizza restaurant where you pick your own toppings or should we drive out to another part of town and go to this Asian fusion restaurant we like to go to? I just think it's fun to consider possibilities of future plans. I think it's fun to talk about.
1: Kevin, do you take pleasure in, in planning yourself?
3: No, no, sir. None at all.
1: Um, not even your own like shirt wearing schemes? I am only saying that because you're, are background by some beautiful shirts. No.
3: I no. In fact, I, um... Will you let please let Kevin I'm answer the okay, question. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry.
1: You're part of my plan. Don't <laughs> worry.
3: I'll get back to you. I don't like, uh, don't like plans. I, I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't avoid them, um, but the conversations, especially with my mm-hmm. wife's family around planning is significant, is significant, is detail oriented And sometimes are around details that just don't need, it's not important. For example, what shirt am I going to wear tomorrow or later this week? Especially in the time that we're living, it doesn't matter what you wear ever, right?
1: We're living in very specific times. True. But what I'm just trying to ascertain is that, you know, because I feel, and I like to plan, but when other people are planning, not only does it annoy me because- those plans are going to be wrong and I should be making them. But since they are going to be wrong, cause I'm not making them, I'd rather not know about them and just be told what to do. Do you, do you, know what I mean? So, so I'm asking you, like you obviously seem completely disinterested in the planning hobby, the back and forth and calls and texts and emails that belongs to Anne and her side of the family. And I just want to verify that, that for yourself, you take no innate pleasure in planning for yourself either.
3: Correct. I do not. I do not.
1: This is not a situation where the crux is you feel like you could pick a better make-your-own pizza restaurant. No, and and you are mad because you are not given that. You feel like that's being taken away from you. Right.
3: Not at all. Not at all. In fact, just tell me when and where to show up, and I will show up and be right happy and celebratory about it.
1: Which make-your-own pizza restaurant? We can buzz market now because all these businesses need help. <laughs> Which make-your-own pizza restaurant in Spokane did you go to?
3: Well, here in Spokane, there's a restaurant called M.O.D., uh, which is an acronym for Made On Demand. M.O.D. Pizza.
1: Yeah, see, Ann, because I got five in the Spokane area. I just looked up five better make-your-own-pizza restaurants. You made a big mistake. I'm so sorry. Huge. (laughs) Also, it would have been a lot easier. I mean, just thinking, because I know you could walk from your neighborhood I could have uh, plotted through a much better carpooling option than the one you did. I'm sure. I'm sure
2: you could.
1: Just I'm just looking at the map of Spokane right now, and it's like, it's like a, it's like a beautiful mind up in here. I'm seeing <laughs> equations.
0: I only go to rocker make your own pizza restaurants, right? But you know, we're held together by our Dr. Martin's boots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it took me a long time to get that joke,
0: Jesse. Yeah, it was barely a joke. I mean, joke even seems generous. <laughs>
1: Are you a mod or a rocker? Mm, All right. So, Kevin, how do you feel about your own birthday? Do you celebrate it? When is your birthday?
3: Do you know? My birthday is in July. July 30th is my birthday.
1: Oh, coming right up as of this recording.
3: Yes, yes. What are you
1: going to do? What's the
3: plan? Well, we're going camping. My family and I are going camping because that's the time that we could get away and we're going to go to the woods and, uh, and sleep outside. Nothing goes better without planning than camping. Yes. <laughs> Just a
1: spontaneous Let's see, what do I need? What I'm wearing, maybe this flashlight,
3: a pen. That's pretty good. Let's go. Right. Yes. To answer your question more generally, I don't have a need to celebrate my birthday. I like it to be acknowledged like, hey, you were born. Good job. But we don't have to have parties. I don't get it. I don't get why some people make a Big, big deal about birthdays,
1: especially as an adult. Yeah, you opened your arguments with a kind of rhetorical question. How many birthdays is it appropriate for an adult to celebrate? Yes. And I chose not to answer that question because, I, A, it was rhetorical, and, B, this podcast is not about my making a moral judgment. It is my making a practical judgment about whether or not one of your behaviors is causing the other one hardship that needs to be addressed. But let's go into the realm of the purely intellectual. Hmm. In your mind, Kevin, should adults celebrate their birthday? Is there something unseemly about adults celebrating their birthday to
3: your mind? In general, no. To be more specific... Specifically my wife, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) I think I'm reacting to a couple of things. I'm reacting to people who make their birthdays a huge deal. Like, my wife does not do this, and so I will admit and uh state that for the record. Uh, you but there sure? are there are some mm. people who will say Not sure we'd be here if you didn't Okay. There are some people who say, like, it's my birthday week or it's my birthday month, and there's yeah. multiple celebrations, and they'll, you know, get on social media or whatever and share like it's my it's my birthday week and m- multiple celebrations and multiple pictures. I find that unseemly. I think that's just too mm-hmm. much, too much. But in general, no. I think I think that adults are it's it's good to celebrate milestones. Hey, good job. You've you've survived another year on this on this planet, which lately is is a feat. It's not getting any easier. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not. But I think the people that uh, put too fine a point on celebrating their birthdays. I I could do without that. I'm going to admit a little
1: bit of bias. I'm not going to recuse myself. But I do have a certain bias. It's like we've had some birthday week conversations on this podcast before. And there is a little bit of an internal cringe for me when, when people seem to be celebrating themselves that hard. I get it. But none of those people are married to you. And my question is, Kevin, do you think that they'll say this last birthday was too much. Was it too much? Honestly, you're under fake oath. I'm not talking about the planning. That's a separate issue. I'm talking about the celebration of your wife's birth. Did she overdo it in your mind? We came right off of that. We went to go make your own pizza and you said, some adults go to Chuck E. Cheese. And I was feeling like, Oh yeah, there's a, there's a thin line between make your own pizza and Chuck E. Cheese and Kevin, (laughs) is blurring that line on purpose. I felt that
2: gaslighting it's gaslighting.
0: Typically that that line is defended
3: by a series of animatronic musicians. (laughs) Was it too much, Ken? It was this year. No, it was not too much because I will acknowledge and admit that the time of year that Anne celebrates her birthday is very busy. There's multiple things going on. And so it is appropriate and good to find some time to acknowledge and celebrate your birthday this year it was perfectly fine
1: I feel I don't I don't believe you I'm sorry I'm holding you in contempt of court I think you are concerned I don't think we would be here if you didn't think it was too much a little bit too much I mean you opened your argument with I don't think adults should celebrate their birthday in a certain way why would we be here if, if you didn't have this feeling About your own beloved Dan? She knows you love her I know you love her But this had to have been a somewhat too much Or else we wouldn't be here Let me ask you this question Yes If you had been offered the opportunity To not go to grown up Chuck E. Cheese But just take your wife out to dinner for her birthday Would you have taken that opportunity?
3: Yes without question No hesitation
1: ah uh, okay see now
3: i believe you thank you
1: let the record show anne is speechless
2: <laughs> no I'm, I'm trying to be respectful and not talk but oh i got things to say no, no.
1: well <laughs> the plaintiff may respond
2: well i think for me the reason that i brought the suit in the first place is um kevin generally oh well not generally always is willing to hang out and do pretty much whatever with me happily it seems like and so i don't think any of the plans are the problem but in the middle of it it just seems like somewhere in the run-up to the festivity or festivities he'll say this line like i don't get why your family i don't get why your family makes such a big deal about birthdays like adult birthdays specifically, he was like, "I just have never known anybody that makes such a big deal about birthdays for adults, and so right, I don't want to do my own crux finding, but I think part of it is that he is such a giving. He is the giver in our relationship, <laughs> and I think I'm the taker, so it just makes me feel like I'm being princessy and that I'm being demanding and like but like am I really? I just wanted to go out for dinners That's so. Okay, maybe I'm being too demanding. Yeah, but
1: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait okay. A minute. I feel you on this. Like Kevin saying, adults don't celebrate their birthday like this is gaslighting. I'll just, hey! we'll, we'll just lay that out <laughs> okay. there. Pre-verdict verdict, <laughs> right? Because that's an argument that is saying you're not normal. And I know what normal is and this isn't it. Mm-hmm. When what he really wants to say is, I don't like this and I don't want to be a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are lots of people who celebrate their birthdays like this. Well, at every age, you know, Mm -hmm. even bigger, even bigger celebrations, even more like there are adults who probably go to real Chuck E. Cheese, not fake yuppie Chuck E. Cheese like you went.
2: Well, and I was going to say, even the other thing is, is his family. I did submit some evidence that his family celebrates birthdays, his family of origin.
1: Yes, I see the evidence here. All these photos, of course, will be placed on the. (laughs) Judge John Hodgman page at maximumfun.org Most of this evidence are pictures of your cat Asher.
2: Well, I like it. I like it when Jesse laughs at pets. I can't deny it.
0: <laughs> you got if you're look. <laughs> I'm not a dancing monkey. No offense. <laughs> it's fine. It is established precedent on to. this program that if you want me to laugh at a picture of your pet, your pet has to be doing a dumb funny thing. Just a cat. Look, it's a beautiful cat. <laughs> I encourage everyone to go to Instagram slash Judge John Hodgman. Take a look at this beautiful cat. Ash has got beautiful eyes. But make
1: it, uh, put a chef hat on it or something. (laughs) Wait a minute. Asher, let me just say this. Asher looks great. Jesse's right. He's got, is it a he he. cat? Mm -hmm. It is. He's got incredible eyes. Very judgmental. Kind of looks like a Mandalorian. But, Jesse, look at the one where he's got the magic wand in his paws. He's about to cast a spell.
0: Oh, that's a magic wand. I thought it was a ray of sunlight. Yeah, no, well. This is mag- I mean, this cat thinks he's magic. That's pretty funny.
1: <laughs> 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 right.
0: What's he going to do? Cast a spell? Come on, give me a break. It's a he's cat.
1: going <laughs> to cat's a spell, right, ah! Jesse? Cats, <laughs> cat's a spell. Cat's a magic spell. All right. And we have a statement from Kimberly, Kevin's younger sister. Wait, what? I'm writing today in support of Anne. <laughs> yeah. What did my sister say in support of Anne? I'm sorry you were not provided discovery <laughs> when this was submitted into evidence. This is a gross uh, malpractice, Anne. You had to have shown him your evidence. Then you hear this. I'm going to read it out loud in court. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm writing today in support of Anne and in support of birthday celebrations and the inherent right to celebrate them. The facts are, growing up in the last name redacted household, Kevin's household, birthdays were celebrated, particularly as children. We had some roaring birthday parties as children with magicians involved. As adults, birthdays continue to be honored and celebrated. Though they become, they have become increasingly met with resistance by Kevin as the years go on. Anne is not unreasonable in her desire to celebrate her birthday. To her knowledge, she hasn't hired a magician, not once. Have you, Anne? No. Mostly, it involves going out to eat in small gatherings with friends. Allow me to offer this interpretation. All right, Kimberly. (laughs) Birthday celebrations aren't just for the person who's being celebrated. Perhaps recognition and attention on your birthday brings to mind thoughts of mortality. Oh, boy, I love where Kimberly's going now. Mortality, fear of time slipping away, aging, change, unmet expectations, and the unknown. The gifts, the celebrations... They seem unnecessary. All of a sudden, Kimberly is, is in a Paris cafe in black and white. <laughs> Why celebrate getting older? Because birthday celebrations aren't about getting older. Allow the people in your life to celebrate your existence and significance in their lives by honoring the day that you arrived. If you hadn't arrived, their lives wouldn't be the same. Let them have that joy. My brother, Kevin, let them have that joy. Signed, Kimmy. <sighs> Didn't know Kimberly was nicknamed Kimmy. It's the darkest letter signed Kimmy I've ever read. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But Kevin, you submitted some counter evidence. The red birthday plate.
3: Yes, the red birthday plate is my counter. I did not have time to gather a friend of the court brief like my wife did. But the evidence I've submitted is a red birthday plate which says in white lettering around the edges, you are special today.
1: Yes, I see it here.
3: Early in our marriage, I learned that when we celebrated birthdays in my in-law's home, they would take the plate down off of the shelf and serve a meal to the birthday boy or girl, or the celebrant, if you will, on that plate. Mm -hmm. This plate had a place of honor above my mother-in-law's sink for several years. Until very recently, it's gone missing. Which I had no part in whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I know, I know where it
3: is. It's smashed up in the bottom of that closet behind you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I deny that vehemently, Judge. that it's not true.
2: Uh-huh. Uh
3: huh. But this was one of my first exposures to the um, the amount of intensity with which my in laws' family celebrates birthdays. A special plate that you only eat off of once a year. Sure, Your Honor, that's a little weird, right?
1: Yeah, I don't need to ask you if you found that to be a little weird. Your tone of voice c- conveyed that perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> Anne, what do you think happened to this, the UR Special Today plate?
2: Probably that my mom changed her decorating color scheme and put it away. It was all red for a long... It had, been, it had been above the sink for years. Well, I don't want to take away Kevin's one piece of evidence, so I'll try not to argue too strongly about this, but... I literally can remember two times in my life that I ever ate off that birthday plate growing up in the house. She, I think she kept it because it's red and she is committed to her red color scheme mm. in her kitchen and it is called the red plate because it's red.
1: Who's gaslighting <laughs> whom now, Anne? <laughs> Are you telling Kevin that his lived experience of watching your mother take the plate off the wall to give to the birthday celebrant that his lived experience of observing that was only the product of his lying eyes, that it meant nothing, she only had it because it was red. How dare you! How dare you!
2: I, I am actually going to say that that is that is, to my memory, that plate has not been used in the time of our marriage.
1: Yeah, Kevin, everybody has a <laughs> you are a special plate above their sink.
2: No, I don't think. <laughs> They are mass-produced, though.
1: <laughs> Kevin, you want to respond to that, that open gas lighting? I mean, that was an
3: unsealed burner on a gas stove. <laughs> now, I can't remember if it actually happened. Here's what I do remember. I know it was above the sink. I know it was above the sink for many, many years. And I know that my first uh, response was, huh, a birthday plate. That's weird. Now, whether or not I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was taken off of mm. the shelf and served on a table, well, mm. now my, my mind is a blur- my mind's all mixed up. I'm I'm I don't know what to believe anymore. One of those
1: inter intergenerational family mysteries like the Grey House from Judge John Hodgman Year One that will <laughs> m- maybe never chase down exactly.
3: <laughs> all right,
1: we've got to move along here, Kevin. If I were to rule in your favor, what would you have me rule?
3: Um, I would ask you to rule, Judge, that one significant celebration per year per adult birthday is sufficient.
1: So just one?
3: Yes, sir. Just one.
1: So either Anne has dinner with you or make your own pizza with the gang and, you, and you'll and you show up if you feel good about it.
3: <laughs> when you say it like that, Judge, it sounds like a threat. No. <laughs> uh, well,
1: that's that's either two or one. There are two before in the future that you want
3: there to be one your honor what i'm here is to answer the rhetorical question i asked at the beginning of the episode which is how many how often and how much
1: rhetorical questions don't have answers rhetorical are <laughs> out of order sir kevin yes sir has kimmy always been an existentialist philosopher <laughs>
3: Uh, no, no. Well, here's one. May I just add this uh, to uh, the evidence presented? My sister, who is several years younger than I, uh, her birthday is only seven days before mine. And so most of our growing up years, we celebrated oh. one birthday celebration for both of us, which is why when we oh. were children, it was such a, a big deal our, our birthdays are only seven days apart. And she's your younger sister, that's correct, and so all of my birthdays as a child were both and right, so we had to do the g i Joe and oh. the Barbie and the you know the baseball and the ponies or whatever, not metaphorically of course so you've
1: had no this you've had this psychic wound since you know, near birth of ha- of having your birthday stolen from you year after year. You you never had a you are special today plate in your life. It was always right. you and Kimmy. <laughs> and now you're trying to to salve that wound by taking Anne's birthday away from her. Sir, my question to you is I appreciate your going into your clothes closet to record much better acoustics than where I feel you Probably wanted to record, which was sitting on the floor of the shower while crying. Also true, yes.
0: <laughs> Kevin, my question for you is what is your problem with pony baseball, the sport of kings? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anne, what would you have me rule if I were to rule in your favor?
2: um i'm recovering from the shock man my mind is blown there's a whole i had no i had no idea that it was causing him that pain okay i would like you to rule that he just not say that my family makes just don't say it out think it fine but don't say it out loud around my birthday time that i make too big of a deal out of my birthday and then you know honestly that's it just don't say that i make too big of a deal out of my birthday that's what i would like you to rule. Okay,
1: I've heard everything I need to. I'm going to go into my bouncy house that I have installed here in my chambers. Hang on, I'm going to wipe down my bouncy house with Purell first, and then I'm going to go into it, consider my verdict. I'll be back in a moment with my decision.
0: Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. and how are you feeling about your chances?
2: Well, I mean, I feel like what I'm asking is pretty small. <laughs> so I feel... I feel pretty good about my chances. I I feel pretty firmly that birthdays are real and that a lot of adults celebrate their birthday. I feel like I'm standing on strong ground right now.
0: Do you think that you would be capable of delivering a birthday celebration that didn't require your husband's approval at every twist and turn in the planning narrative?
2: I, You know, I probably could do that. I probably could give him a break on the planning updates.
3: Kevin, how are you feeling about your chance? Well, I think the judge made it clear he's not going to answer my rhetorical question. It was all riding on that. <laughs> that the pony baseball <laughs> thing. That's right. That was it. I'm reeling somewhat from the psychological wound that the judge just uncovered from my childhood. But I, I'll be honest with you, Bailiff Thorne, I think the judge is going to rule in favor of Anne because everyone deserves to have a birthday. And if I can extricate myself from the extensive planning process that will be fine
0: well we'll see what judge john hodgman has to say about all this when we come back in just a moment on the judge john hodgman podcast
2: back for another game you know it what's going on just one more week till max fun drive (laughs) hard to believe Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fundrive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on.
1: Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating.
3: Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app
0: and at MaximumFun.org. Court is back in session. Let's return to the courtroom for more justice. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re enters the courtroom and presents his verdict.
1: Sorry, I just got lost. I was somehow transported back to the Daily Cafe uh, during my college years in New Haven, Connecticut, smoking a Galois, rereading this existential tract (laughs) by Kimmy. There's a lot lot going on in this letter. A lot that I agree with. You know, I I, I admitted my bias towards your point of view, Kevin, that, you know, kids enjoy birthdays because they're kids. And young people enjoy birthdays because they're young and there is the sense that your life is important that starts to get interrogated and ultimately evaporates when you hit middle age. And then as you get older, birthdays take a new significance because, you know, beyond middle age, it's kind of amazing that you're living as old as you are and the people who love you want to celebrate you and celebrate that in you. But there is this moment in the middle. And I'm, I'm aware of your ages from this document. I'm aware of my own age. We're in the, we're in the middle together somewhere, which is this sort of gray area between the exuberance of, of youth and self celebration of youth. And then the sort of honorific celebration of older age. We here in the middle matter. Nothing. (laughs) We are being abandoned by our children as they go on to their own lives and we are witnessing the end of life of many of our own parents and grand, if we're lucky, still grandparents and so forth. It is definitely a time when one might be inclined uh, naturally to sit in one's shirt closet and close the door <laughs> on one's birthday. I mean, so you chose where to go. I'd know instead go sit in the closet. Whereas others, like Anne, might look around the four walls of her uh, remote learning teaching dungeon or wherever she is in the basement of your home in Spokane and be like, I want to get out there and have fun. It's still my birthday. I'm still young. Both of those impulses are natural and normal and deserve respect, mutual respect, either both ways. I mean, this is going to be one, Kevin, honestly, where The ruling is really based on what you guys asked me to rule, right? Because Anne is absolutely correct that it is inappropriate for you to, you know, guilt her around her birthday by trying to suggest this is not how birthdays are celebrated. That is a form of of gaslighting, of psychological manipulation. By the same token and you are not allowed to gaslight Kevin into believing that your family <laughs> didn't have this you are special today plate. And it obviously touched a nerve in him. I mean whether my psychological read, whether my frankly Langley Langley quality psychological profile of Kevin is correct or not, he saw what he saw. And when he saw that you are special today plate for whatever reason, a weirded him out. You know, the celebration of one's specialness. We are all special, obviously. But people have different comfort levels at different times in their lives at how special we are allowed to say we are. Do You know what I mean? And Kevin's just in a place where, when, you know, that plate is a little bit like, I don't think, that's a little, as as we've said, unseemly. It's a charming family tradition in your house, which you get to enjoy. But you also, in the same way, Kevin can't yuck your yum, as as my brother my brother and me would say. Nor can you deny that your family has a certain way of doing things that is not in the same that caused a little friction in Kevin's inner life. Right now, I can't rule that you should only have one celebration because you had two in February, and they were fine. There was one crypto visit to Chuck E. Cheese adult Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> that Kevin did did not think was fun, but went anyway because he loves you. And then one, you know, intimate private dinner between the two of you, which was I presume much more to Kevin's liking. As we know, because he said he would have opted out of, the, out of the one or the other. And both of those are fine. You know what I mean? I have to find in your favor and because all you're asking is that your husband not emotionally manipulate you during this period of time. <laughs> that rather he be straightforward in expressing his contempt for your choices. <laughs> Acknowledging that they're your choices, <laughs> that they fall into your family's tradition, but they're not his thing. Right? Now that's at least truthful. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm gonna find in Ann's favor, but Ann, I need you I need you to listen to this. Kevin doesn't want to be looped in. Kevin doesn't need to be looped in. The pleasure that you take in planning does not give Kevin any pleasure. So when you're cooking this stuff up with your fam, with your planning fam, just have fun on your own. That's your thing. It's not Kevin's thing. Tell him when to show up and (laughs) tell him how many packets of salt to bring. How come we didn't talk about that more? Don't you people own salt and pepper shakers? Is that illegal in Spokane? Why are you bringing packets of salt and pepper to Thanksgiving? Kevin doesn't need to be in the spreadsheet for these big events that you do, whether it's your birthday or anything else. That I think is fair. There are people in my life, well, my dad, who wants to know uh, where we're going to be at 3 p.m. August 19th, 2021, so that he can plan when to visit us. That's not... That's in a time when we're all supposed to be lessening the burden on each other, the psychological burden, at the very least. You know, he doesn't need that psychological burden. So lift it. Take that off his shoulders. And I think if you do that, there'll be a lot less conflict around these events in general. I don't think, Kevin, honestly, if Anne gives you the option to skip out on Yuppie Chuckie Cheese in the future probably don't that's not cool don't do that go to her birthday parties (laughs) right good idea i mean i know i knew that you wouldn't i I know that you weren't really gonna do it but you know we're just trying to get some hard truths there and you know insofar as you ask kevin to respect your feelings about this arbitrary date that has no meaning whatsoever even you know and 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 changed once we shifted from the justinian to the gregorian calendar it's just arbitrary like, let him have his feelings. Let Ann have her feelings. And make an anchovy pizza for me, please, because no one ever gets one. Ugh. And also get salt and pepper shakers in your lives. They're a pretty good invention. <laughs> this is the sound of a gavel. Happy to you. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John
0: Hodgman exits the courtroom. Kevin, how do
3: you feel? Quite frankly, I think this was as I expected the judge to rule, and I will abide by it, and I will enjoy uh, celebrating my wife's birthday
2: the next time it comes around.
0: And how are you feeling?
2: I feel really good. I got what I asked for, and I now know that. I will not involve him in any of the planning of it, but boy, I better come hard with some sort of baseball-themed birthday party for Kevin every year so that he feels <laughs> fulfilled from what he got left out of.
0: Listen, I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan, I'll tell you. First step is renting the ponies. <laughs> After that, <laughs> everything else is pretty straightforward. <laughs> and Kevin, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Another Judge John Hodgman case is in the books.
1: So once again, before we go, I just want to say thank you again to all of our listeners, all of our members for supporting whatever great Maximum Fun content you have been able to support. We're truly grateful you've chosen to step up to the plate for us. (laughs) Oh, baseball. (laughs) And support us. And helping us be able to create this show in a way that's authentic and beholden to no one but our audience. And, you know, I don't want to belabor the point, but, you know, when Jesse pointed out that 70% of what makes Max Fun go is listener support, I mean, I, I, I wasn't totally feigning surprise. It, it astonishes me every time I realize not only that such a large portion of what makes the show go comes directly from listeners, but how great that is. What an incredible vote of confidence in us that is. And what a wonderful way to to make podcasts or any creative endeavor, because we know we're beholden to you. We're making it for you and we're glad and grateful to do it. So thank you.
0: If you want to become a member, you haven't had a chance yet. It's at maximumfund.org slash join. And thanks. Before we dispense some swift justice, we want to thank, I'm going to say Rebbe Staines, but could be Reeb Steins, could be Rebbe <laughs> stainus Uh, really not a name I'm confident I know how to pronounce. But thank you for helping us name this week's episode. If you want to name a future episode, you can like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook. We regularly put out our calls for submissions there. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets. Hashtag JJHO. And check out the Max Fund subreddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com to discuss this episode. We are on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman. Complete With photographs of magical cats. This week's episode, edited by Hannah Smith, our producer, is the ever-capable, and, right now, childless. Yes, that's right, the babies with the grandparents. Oh. So mommy can produce podcasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jennifer. Jennifer Marmer. Hey, Jesse, let me just jump in to confirm. Tim Kalpakis did write the Birthday Boys sketch. We gotta get that pie. I have that on good authority from former birthday boy Mike Mitchell of the Doughboys. There you go. Thanks for letting us steal your work. Ooh, we gotta get that pie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: get that pie. It's on Vimeo, right? People can search for Birthday Boys Pie and they'll find it.
1: Yeah, it's very good.
0: Okay, Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. Meg asks, "Can I put jam on a fried egg sandwich?" I think mean, it's delicious. My husband acts like I'm committing a federal crime in the kitchen.
1: Ugh. Oh, This is a hard one because I was, I just, I mean, uh, I love a fried egg sandwich so much and jam would definitely yuck my yum. But that said, if it's your yum, I can't yuck it. As gross as that sounds to me, Meg, based on the precedent just set on this very podcast, I gotta say... Go for it, Meg. It is not a felony to add jam to a fried egg sandwich. It is, frankly, a misdemeanor in my eyes, but you go for it.
0: Yeah, I I want to make it clear that I'm pressuring my representatives to make it a felony to feed me a fried egg sandwich
1: with jam on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's right. If you are making your husband eat that jammy fried egg, then you should go to jail. That's terrible. But go ahead. Do whatever you want to your taste buds they're yours
0: i support it i'm excited anytime i hear about some weird sandwiches somebody's eating like the security guard puppet on the public television show today's special
1: i am i'll tell you what anytime i get an email where the subject line is sandwich i am not excited that's just because (laughs) i've been traumatized by the is a hot dog a sandwich debate that's
0: it for this week's episode. Submit your cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. No case is too small. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.
2: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture.
2: Artist owned, Audience supported.